This is the Alphabet Baseball Coalition, a product of Unnecessary Sports Research. You're listening to Episode 3, Part 2 of the Preseason Preview. Today's Earth Date is July 25, 2021, and the game date is March 24. Direct from our primary headquarters overlooking Iowa Street, this is the ABC Daily Update with Tony Miller. Good evening. As the clock ticks past 108 hours to the first pitch of the Alphabet Baseball Coalition's regular season, the league readies itself for the beginning of preseason play with the Cartwright Trophy Tournament beginning this afternoon. We'll announce the opening round pairings for that at the end of the show. Before we turn our attention to the tournament, however, we continue with preseason previews and a rundown of the rosters for the five teams in the Delta Division and the five teams in the Gamma Division. For those of you just joining us, we've drafted 22 teams representing the best Major League Baseball players that each letter of the alphabet has to offer. The Ys and the Zs share one team, while the Qs, Us, Is, and Xs share another. Beginning Friday, over the next six months, we'll play the teams off against one another in the course of a 162-game regular season, and you can follow our progress on this podcast or at alphabetbaseball.com. In order to set up a realistic schedule, we drew out the teams into four divisions. Every team will play all the others at least six times, but the division foes will meet more like 14 to 16 times apiece in order to flesh out the season. At the end of the year, each division winner in the next six teams will qualify for the playoffs, and the winner will go home with the Sir Anthony Dominguez Cup, named in honor of the MLB player with the most letters represented in his name. So many I don't want to count. But thank you to David Firstman from Value Over Replacement Grit and the excellent book Hall of Name for looking that up for us. While each team has a home city, we also recognize that these teams represent letters and not geographic areas, so there are no geographical considerations in the divisions. I mean, we literally drew the team names out of a hat. So our Alpha Division has Indianapolis, New York, Oakland, Raleigh, San Diego, and Washington, D.C. The Beta Division has Atlanta, Boston, Glendale, Los Angeles, Montreal, and Toronto. The Delta Division is Edmonton slash El Paso, more on that in a moment, Jacksonville, Kansas City, Philadelphia, and Yonkers, while wrapping up the divisions is the Gamma Division, which has the five remaining teams, Chicago, Dallas, Fresno, Houston, and Vancouver. If you're looking for the rundown on a team in those first two divisions, head back to episode two of this podcast and I'll have you covered there. Today it's time to take a look at the ten remaining teams in the Delta and Gamma Divisions. As we start off in the Gamma Division, our first team alphabetically is the Eagles of Edmonton, El Paso, who will split their home games between two markets, one in Canada and one in West Texas, playing their home games at Ebbets Field and being managed by Lee Elia, who is perhaps most famous for something he did not do while in the dugout managing a major league team. The Eagles represent 1,533 baseball batter seasons in the Baseball Reference Play Index, or the Stathead Play Index, I guess it's now known, which means they're one of the smaller teams in terms of the number of seasons they had to work with to come up with their requisite 26-player roster, but I think they've put together something that will, I mean, they'll compete. The great thing about baseball is that everybody wins a few games and everybody loses a few games, and it's what you do in that remaining maybe 60 games or so that makes a difference over the course of your season. As always, you can take a look at alphabetbaseball.com and click on one of the teams there if you want to see what they bring to the table for yourself, but we'll go through everybody here on this podcast just to make sure that every one of these names gets read at least once over the course of the year. So the Eagles are going to start out with a starting rotation of Dick Ellsworth, George Earnshaw, Howard Emke, Kelvin Escobar, and Carl Erskine, the pride of Anderson, Indiana, and a member of the 1953 Brooklyn Dodgers wraps up that starting rotation. Bob Ewing and Cal Eldred out of the University of Iowa, the latter one. 
long relief. Their middle relief core is three guys named Erickson spelled two different ways. Roger Erickson from 1980, Dick Erickson with two R's from 1940, and Scott Erickson from the 1991 Minnesota Twins also in the bullpen. Then they've got Dennis Eckersley and Mark Eichhorn to round out the bullpen. Johnny Edwards and Ted Easterly do the catching, although Easterly is actually labeled as a right fielder and out of the park, so I suspect we're going to see Edwards get the lion's share of the work and the tools of ignorance. In the infield, they've got four players labeled as third baseman in Darrell Evans, Bob Elliott, Morgan Ensberg, and Woody English, Damian Easley at short, Johnny Evers at second, Mike Epstein at first, then Jim Edmonds and Jacoby Ellsbury up the middle in the outfield, Darren Erstad in left, Dwight Evans and Adam Eaton in right round out the outfield. Edmonton El Paso we talked about is going to split their home schedule between a pair of markets because I don't feel like El Paso is real hospitable for major league play in the summer and I'm not sure about Edmonton in the winter. So they will start their season in West Texas and then around about the beginning of June, which is the beginning of October, as we play things out here on the 2021 calendar, they will move up to Edmonton for the next three week, or next three months and head back to Texas for the final month of the season and any playoff games. Edmonton, though, opens its regular season schedule in this coming Friday for everybody. They will take on Indianapolis, the Unicorns, another one of the teams that we will be previewing today in the Delta and the Gamma Division. But as we move down the line alphabetically, our next option in the Delta Division is the Jets of Jacksonville. They're playing their home games meteorologically, we'll say, in Florida. They play at Jack Murphy Stadium as a home field, which we had to make the arduous trek down Interstate 10, I think it is, from Interstate 88 and Interstate 10, maybe, from San Diego to Jacksonville as we uh, set the league up. Davey Johnson will be managing that team and also I think we'll be playing some second base as well. See how that works out in the long run. Of course, you can probably guess who's on the left side of the infield for the Jays, but we've got some pitching staff to get through first uh, as well. We've got a few Johnsons and Joneses and, well, they all start with Jay. That's how the league works. But for Jacksonville, Josh Johnson, Randy Johnson, Sand Sam Jones, Addy Joss, and Ubaldo Jimenez get the starting rotation honors. Jimenez, of course, had that otherworldly 2010, and the way we drew this league up was we took the best single season from each individual player. So, yeah, Jimenez might not have the career of a Walter Johnson or a Ferguson Jenkins, both of them coming up in a moment, but he did have that single season mark that gets him into the 12-man pitching staff. And the Jets are not the deepest team either. They only have 2,563 batting seasons in the Stathead Play Index, so uh, maybe a little easier to get on this than it was on the M's or the S's that had 8,000 seasons. But anyway, back to the pitching rotation. Jair Jurgens from 2009 joins Randy Jones and Sam Jones in the relief core. Bill James from the 1914 Boston Braves, I think, in middle relief. Larry Jackson, Fergie Jenkins, and Walter Johnson round out the pitching staff. Charles Johnson off the, I think, 2000 Marlins and John Jaso from 2012 do the catching for Jacksonville. On the left side of the infield, they've got Chipper Jones, specifically 2007 Chipper Jones, and Derek Jeter, specifically 1999 Derek Jeter. And, of course, the Yankees won their second straight World Series that year, and, well, hard to not contribute when you're in the shortstop spot. Elsewhere around the infield, Eddie Joost from 1949, also at short. We talked about Davey Johnson at second, and Greg Jeffries and Howard Johnson not the motel, the major league player. All options in the infield for the Jets. In the outfield, hard to beat Shoeless Joe Jackson, Andrew Jones, and Reggie Jackson, although I guess one of them would have to play left, maybe nudge Cleon Jones out of the way there. Aaron Judge and Lance Johnson from 1996, I believe, with the White Sox. 
round out the outfield for Jacksonville. The Jets will start their season coming up on Friday when they take a trip to Washington to take on the Wildcats. And as we wrap up the Jets, we will move on down the line halfway across the country to the Knights of Kansas City here in the Delta Division for the Alphabet Baseball Coalition. The Knights play their home games in Kauffman Stadium. We definitely gave preference to a stadium that starts with the right letter in a city that starts with the right letter. And while Kauffman Stadium doesn't start with Kansas City like, say, the L.A. Memorial Coliseum does, it certainly fits the bill. And it's perhaps appropriate that we use the Los Angeles comparison there because the Knights are going to start their starting rotation off with a couple of lefties who plied their trade out in Southern California from 1963 Sandy Koufax and 2013 Clayton Kershaw. Corey Kluber, Bob Nepper, and Ed Carger round out the rotation for the Knights. They'll use Ray Kramer, Jim Cott, and Jimmy Key in relief. Harry Kelly from 1936, Jerry Kuzman from 1979, and Ed Killian in setup roles, Killian from 1905, Dallas Keuchel off the Astros of 2015 rounds out the starting rotation. They've got Johnny Kling and Jason Kendall behind the plate. Kling from 1908, Kendall from 1998 when he was with the Pirates. In the infield, Harmon Killebrew and Corey Koski hold down the fort at third base. Shortstop is Lou Klein. Second baseman are Chuck Knobloch and Jeff Kent and Ted Kluzewski at first. Incidentally, that's like three former twins in the infield. And maybe I'm forgetting portions of Luke Klein's career. No, uh, Luke Klein can't have been a twin. He played in 1943, and the Twins wouldn't have been around for another 20 years there. In the outfield, speaking of Kleins, we've got Chuck in right field. That's Chuck Klein from the Phillies of, I think, 1933. Matt Kemp, Al Kaline, and Kevin Kiermeyer, all pretty solid defensive options in center. Ralph Kiner has the corner in right, and uh, leaves Benny Koff from the 1917 Giants as the sixth outfielder on the team. Looks like Koff slots into the leadoff spot most of the time against right-handed pitchers. The Knights will open their season again Friday afternoon or maybe Friday evening. Yeah, Friday at 8 o'clock Eastern time as they take on the San Diego Spartans coming up in Kauffman Stadium there in the Delta Division. We move down the line and go back to the East Coast here to one of the host teams for the Cartwright Memorial Trophy coming up this weekend, the Philadelphia Panthers, and they have some, I think we can say, unexpected depth on their roster because in the uh, catching department, they are, their third catcher actually fit into the utility spot, so they've got three catchers where most of these teams have two. But we'll start off as we do with all these teams with the uh, pitching rotation. Mark Pryor from... 2003, one of those guys that had one really good season in an otherwise fairly nondescript career. Camilo Pasquale also does some starting. Andy Pettit, Eddie Plank, and Mel Parnell off the Red Sox from 1949. Herb Pennick, Bob Perkey, and Jim Palmer in the bullpen, along with Jeff Pfeffer, Gaylord Perry, and Scott Perry, and Billy Pierce, whose numbers retired by the White Sox, rounds out the pitching rotation for Philadelphia. The three catchers we talked about, Buster Posey from 2012, Mike Piazza from 1997, and Daryl Porter from 1979, all in the backstop rotation. Albert Pujols at first base, Tony Perez at third, Johnny Pesky at short, Dustin Pedroia at second. Pretty good options up all around the infield. Also, Rico Petricelli and Carlos Pena. Petricelli from 1969 and Pena from 2007 in the infield. Kirby Puckett in center. Tommy Pham in left, Dave Parker in right. Reserve outfielders are A.J. Pollock and Veda Pinson. The Panthers will get their season going this weekend when they head to Raleigh 
And we will turn our attention now to the last team alphabetically in the Delta Division, the Yonkers Zephyrs in suburban New York. And they're playing in Yonkers because Yonkers is the only city in the 500 most populous cities in the U.S. with a first letter of Y or Z, as this is one of those teams that splits its player pool among a couple of different letters. They have just 975 batting seasons to choose from in the play index. So, yeah, you will see that... They've got some, uh, certainly some talent at the top of the lineup, but let's just say I didn't expect Greg Zahn to make a roster here in the Alphabet Baseball Coalition. Cy Young, of course, is the standard bearer for good pitching seasons, and he is one of the top starters for this team, alongside Carlos Zambrano and Chris Young. Tom Zachary from 1931, also in the rotation, along with Floyd Humans, who pitched, let's see, in 1986. A name I can't say I'm super familiar with, but I have heard before. Jeff Zahn and Matt Young do some long relief. Irv Young, Joe Yeager, and Jeff Zimmerman in the middle of the pitching staff, Barry Zito and Jordan Zimmerman, according to the AI, will bring up the rear of the ball game. A little bit interesting to see Zito, who was a career starter, in that role. They've got Rudy York from 1938, who hit, I think, 20 homers in June that year, he, or 19 homers in June. He had that record until Sammy Sosa broke it in 1998. Greg Zahn off the 2005, I think, Blue Jays, does the catching there. The infield has Kevin Euclid at first base, Ben Zobrist and Joel Youngblood at second, Robin Yount at short. Okay, we'll take Robin Yount on a lot of these teams. Then Heine Zimmerman, Eddie Yost, and Ryan Zimmerman, all options on the third base side of the equation. Speaking of Hall of Famers, Carl Yastrzemski's in right, or in left rather, Richie Zisk is in right, he's not Carl Yastrzemski, but more than a serviceable major leaguer, Chris Young, Christian Yelich, and Dutch Zwilling, Swilling from 1914, round out the Zephyr lineup. Yonkers, as the last team in the Delta Division, will open its season on Friday, just like everybody else. They head across the state or across the country on Interstate 80. They'd probably fly, but Interstate 80 does connect these two places as they go to Oakland for their first game of the season. Now, with that, we wrap up the Delta Division and we can head into the Gamma Division, which is Chicago, Dallas, Fresno, Houston and Vancouver alphabetically that would suggest that we start with the Chicago Cougars so that's what we're going to do we talked about the Cougars uh, Chicago has a stadium that starts with the same letter of the alphabet said Comiskey Park so that's where they're gonna play their home games it's the 1910 version of the stadium that the White Sox inhabited for about eight decades not the monument to concrete that went up and bears the same or bore the same name as uh, they moved out in 1991 in uh, replacement. Roger Clemens will be the opening day starter for the Cougars, followed by Jack Coombs from 1910, then Mort Cooper from 1942, Eddie Ciccotti from the White Sox of 1917, and Dean Chance from the 1964 Twins. David Cohn, John Candelaria, Mark, Mike Caldwell, Hal Carlson, and Stan Kovaleski, the pride of South Bend, Indiana, in the bullpen for the Cougars. Jack Chesbrough from the 1904 Giants does the setup work, and Steve Carlton gets the closer nod. I didn't make these decisions, it was all the computer, as Carlton from the 1972 Phillies rounds out the Cougars pitching staff. Behind the plate, they'll be pitching to Roy Campanella from 1951 and Gary Carter from 1982, a couple of catching options that are in the Hall of Fame, and in the case of Campanella, a career that makes you wonder what might have been after he was paralyzed and ended his career that way in the way that nobody wants to see. Uh, in the infield, it'll be Norm Cash, Rod Carew, and Will Clark, Eddie Collins, a Hall of Famer at second base, Ray Chapman and Joe Cronin at short, 
Chapman, another player who had his career struck, uh, cut short after a beating from Carl Mays, Matt Chapman off the Athletics from 2019 will handle the hot corner for the Cougars. In the outfield, talk about more depth. Ty Cobb and Roberto Clemente man the corners. Also, Rocky Colavito, Cesar Cedeno, and Johnny Callison uh, in the outfield for Chicago. The Cougars will open their schedule at home against New York. That is coming up again Friday afternoon as we start the Alphabet Baseball Coalition. It'll probably be Friday evening or the week of Saturday morning before we get that all posted. But it's coming up later this week here on this podcast and on alphabetbaseball.com. We move down the line to the Dallas Dragons, who also occupy a position in the Gamma Division. They are managed by Leo DeRocher. They will play their home games at Dodger Stadium which is a pretty significant pitcher's park, and when you start your rotation with Jacob deGrom, Dizzy Dean, and Don Drysdale, you have to thank your pitching staff's in pretty good shape. Bill Donovan from 1903 and Red Donahue from 1901 round out the starting rotation. Bill Deneen, who would go on to become an American League umpire in long relief, along with 1934's Kurt Davis. John Danks from the White Sox, a name I have to say I didn't expect to see on that list, gets the nod from 2008, but he was really good there for a couple of years. Dave Davenport from 1915 and Ryan Dempster from 2008 off that division winning Cubs team also in the bullpen. John Denny in a setup role. Larry Durker gets the closer nod. Yankees retired Bill Dickey's number eight for his contributions to some of their teams in the 1930s. His 1937 season probably gets the starting catcher role. Darren Dalton's the backup there. Carlos Delgado at first base. Bobby Doerr at second. Al Dark and George Davis at shortstop. Doug DeCensis and Art Devlin at third. Devlin from 1906, a name some of you perhaps less likely to be familiar with. Then in the outfield, Joe DiMaggio holds down the forward and center field, spelled by Eric Davis, Lenny Dykstra, and Willie Davis. J.D. Drew in right and Ed Delahanty, who played mostly in the 19th century, but did have a 1902 season that gets him into the top 14 position players, will hold down the fort in left. Dallas is, let's see, the pre-antepenultimate team in our preseason preview, and they will uh, head up north to Toronto to start the season on Friday. That's a 7 p.m. first pitch, and we move down the line now in the Gamma Division. We've done Chicago, we've done Dallas, now we head over to California and check out the F-team in the Fresno Falcons. Even though it's a team that's based in California, because Fresno starts with an F and is sufficiently large, they will play their home games at a park that's rather small, Fenway Park, which again we had to drag across the country from Boston. I don't know what the budget for that sort of thing was, but uh, Terry Francona will do the managing for the Falcons, and no, there are no Franconas on the playing roster. Bob Feller, he of the only opening day no-hitter in Major League history, is the number one starter, followed by 1910 Russ Ford, and the chairman of the board, Whitey Ford, from, I think, 1964, get the starting nods. Turk Farrell and Wes Farrell round out the starting rotation. Then Alex Fernandez, Mark Fidrich, and Kyle Freeland, Freeland from 2018, in the relief corps, along with Cy Falkenberg, Chuck Finley, and Red Faber, with Jose Fernandez, uh, one of the few seasons in his major league career from 2013, getting the nod as the stopper on that Fresno team. Carlton Fisk will wave a few homers fair from his catcher spot. Fisk's 1972 season, not 1975, as if that matters. That will do the catching for Fresno. Bill Freehand, you could probably guess it's his 1968 campaign, is the backup catcher. Elsewhere around the infield, they've got three players labeled as first baseman, Jimmy Fox, Jack Fournier, and Cecil Fielder. Frankie Frisch and Nellie Fox split time at second. 
Art Fletcher and Jim Fregosi at short, Sean Figgins at third, uh, rounds out the infield core for Fresno. Then in the outfield, Elmer Flick in right, George Foster and Cliff Floyd in left, Steve Finley, who, uh, can I say quietly, hit, had like 610 at-bats where he hit about 315 in Arizona in the late 1990s? Because that's what it felt like to me. I mean, Arizona as a team was not that great at the time, and they were an expansion team, and they were on the West Coast. Anyway, Finley in center for the Falcons. They will open their schedule Friday when they play host to the Montreal Mustangs. That's a 10 o'clock start. Again, we drew up the schedule, so there's a game at 1, 4, 7, and 10 every single day, and then most of the other games are day games or night games, as the schedule requires, but wanted to make sure there was, you know, a game going pretty much all day because... Well, it's important to me, if nobody else. Now, to the second-to-last team in our preseason preview, the Hornets of Houston, who will play their home games. It's a domed stadium, which seems important in Houston, but not the one you're thinking of. The Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome will serve as host to the Hornets, who are managed by Bucky Harris. Roy Halladay gets the opening day nod for Houston. Halladay's 2011 season is the uh, best of any of the well, it's not the best war season of any uh, H pitcher. That's coming up here in a little bit with Carl Hubble's 1936. Noodles Han from 1902, also in the starting rotation. I just think that's cool because his first name, I mean, not, not his given first name, but the name people referred to him as was Noodles, and I think Noodles are delicious. Tim Hudson and Mel Harder round out the starting rotation. Pat Hentgen's 1996, Catfish Hunter's 1975, Willis Hudlin's 1929, Bump Hadley's 1933, and Teddy Higuera's 1986 in the relief core, Bill Hands and John Hiller also pitching for the Hornets. They've got Chris Hoyles from 1993 to do the catching, along with Elston Howard from 1964. So Howard and Ford, both halves of that vaunted Yankee battery of the 60s, both make the league, but they'll do it on opposite teams in the same division. Around the infield, Todd Helton, Keith Hernandez, both at first base. Rogers Hornsby figures to get the bulk of the playing time at second, because while he's Rogers Hornsby, Billy Herman also on the roster. Tommy Harper at third base, Toby Hera and Ron Hansen both at short. Hera, of course, notable because his last name is a palindrome. Well, again, notable to me, maybe nobody else. Around the outfield, Ricky Henderson in left field, Harry Heilman in right, Bryce Hyper might slot in there in center, so might Josh Hamilton. Tommy Holmes also in left, looks like they've got Hamilton in center the bulk of the time as we take a look at the Houston lineup. And let's see, Houston will start its schedule against Los Angeles over the weekend, and that takes us to Vancouver the final team in our ABC preseason preview, and let's take a look at the Vikings, who will play over in British Columbia, but do it in Veterans Stadium. They've got Dazzy Vance leading off their pitching rotation from 1924, Rube Vickers also in the rotation, Javier Vasquez off the 2009, he was a Yankee at that point, also had some years with the White Sox, uh, Bob Veal from 1964, and Justin Verlander from could have been any number of years, but it was his 2011 season that had the most war. Frank Viola and Johnny Vandermeer in long relief, Edinson Volquez and Elam Van Gilder, which is a name I swear I didn't make up, in middle relief, along with Ismael Valdez. Hippo Vaughn gets the setup nod, and Fernando Valenzuela will do the closing for the Vikings. And uh, whoever's announcing for this team, I, I, I hope they close out their wins with, if you have a sombrero, toss it to the sky. That's one of the best uh, lines ever to close out a no-hitter, in my opinion. And Valenzuela would know, of course, 
lot of lines that came out of Vin Scully's mouth were pretty good. That's why he's Vin Scully and the rest of us aren't. Catching for the Vikings will be a couple of guys from the 21st century, Jason Veritek and Stephen Vogt. It's Veritek's 2005 season, incidentally. Would have thought 2004 was the leader in the clubhouse there because the Red Sox won the World Series, then Vogt from 2015. Around the infield, Joey Votto and Mickey Vernon split time at first. Randy Velarde will try to turn another unassisted triple play at second. Zoilo Versailles, Omar Vizquel, and Archie Vaughn in a race for playing time at short, and Robin Ventura will uh, hope to get the better of Nolan Ryan if he faces him this time. Ventura at third. Around the outfield, they've got Bobby Veach, Joe Vosmick, and Greg Vaughn in left, Andy Van Slyke in center, and Shane Victorino in right, and with that, we have officially mentioned all 572 players of the Alphabet Baseball Coalition. Before we can wrap up our preseason previews, though, we've got to take a look at Vancouver's schedule, and we remind you that Friday, they will host Glendale in an all-West Coast matchup. That first pitch set for 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time as we get set to start the season. So there are the preseason previews. That felt like reading a phone book for about 45 minutes between the first two preview episodes. But now that we've gone over all 22 teams, it's time for the preliminary round pairings for the Cartwright Trophy Tournament. This is a single elimination preseason event that includes every ABC team drawn out at random to fill out the week before the regular season begins. Because to make the schedule come out right in the end, the regular season has to start on a Friday, and otherwise we'd just have like four days of dead air here. And I don't like dead air, I like talking, as you may have figured out by now. Player stats and pitcher usage won't carry over to the regular season when that starts on Friday, but we will have 21 games here over the next four days to come up with a, a preseason of sorts here in the ABC. With 22 teams, you can do the math that we need six first-round games to pair the field down to the round of 16, so that opening round will play on Monday. The results will be posted Monday night. The round of 16 will be on Tuesday. The quarterfinals on Wednesday, the semis and final both on Thursday, which you can do when it's the sort of meaningless preseason thing that this very much is. So we threw all the ping-pong balls into the hopper, and here are our results. In Game 1, the Fresno Falcons will play the Boston Bulldogs. Game 2 sees the Vancouver Vikings meet the Glendale Giants. Game 3 pits the Atlanta Aces against the Jacksonville Jets. Game 4 has the Philadelphia Panthers squaring off with the Washington Wildcats. In Game 5, the Dallas Dragons take on the Toronto Tigers. And in Game 6, the Yonkers Zephyrs put Tri-State bragging rights on the line against the New York Nighthawks. So again, in the opening round of the preseason tournament that is the Cartwright Trophy tomorrow, it's Fresno at Boston, Vancouver at Glendale, Atlanta at Jacksonville, Philadelphia at Washington, Dallas at Toronto, and Yonkers at New York. That's the way things are today in the Alphabet Baseball Coalition. Earth date, July 25, 2021. Game date, March 24th. The Alphabet Baseball Coalition is a product of UnnecessarySportsResearch.com, played out in Out of the Park Baseball 22, which is licensed by Major League Baseball and the MLB Players Association. Our theme music is by John Yasudis, Dylan Darby, and Charles Michelle. For the Alphabet Baseball Coalition, I'm Tony Miller, saying thanks for listening. Until next time, good night, good luck, and don't run with scissors. <laughs>